I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So you're going to be what? Executive producer? Yeah, but silent. I have, <laughs> yeah, a, I have a pseudonym. What's your, I'll do, what's I'll do your re- pseudonym? I'll do rewrites and punch-ups. Robert Galbraith. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Executive produced by, by Robert, Robert Gilbert. We are back with another Halloween super special bonus trick or treat um, extravaganza palooza episode. <laughs> All of those things. All of them. This week we're going to be talking about. The, I'm doing a drum roll. The Rocky Horror Picture Show, one of the best movies ever made. But that's true. It's, it's yeah, true. There's it's it's no one of the hyperbole. I would even say it's like one of the greatest cultural contributions ever made. Yeah, certainly for me. And we will get into my origin story with Rocky Horror, Fran's origin story, and talk about what it meant to us, why it's so good, why it may or may not be viable to revisit um, (laughs) through a contemporary lens because this is Like a Virgin, the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes. I'm Rose Damu. And I'm Fran Tirado. Touch it, touch it, touch it, touch me. I wanna be dirty. She really got that falsetto. And by that falsetto, I mean her voice is so thin that that's all she could pretty much muster. I want to set the scene for you. Mm-hmm. I want to take you back in time. Mm-hmm. It is 1999. Okay. I'm 11 years old. Okay. I have just gotten my braces on. <gasps> and I am in unimaginable pain. <laughs> for some reason, getting them on has just 
hit me harder than it hits a lot of people. And I like can't get out of bed. She's down bad. Because I am in so much pain. God. I tell my mom, mom, I need something to watch. And she's going to Costco with my ex-stepdad. And she says, okay, I'm going to bring you home some new VHSs. Bring you home a treat. And when she comes home later, she says, you know, I saw this and I thought you would like it. <laughs> and you know what she brought me? Uh, what did she bring you, Rose? She brought me a VHS copy of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> and over that weekend of torment with my teeth adjusting to being braced, I watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I'm going to say upwards of 10 times. Just over and over and over again. And honestly, that anecdote perfectly distills the fact that the movie demands you to watch it again. Like, yes. it is a it is a film with, like, cathartic, slapstick, really, like, satisfying moments that, I don't know, make you feel seen as an outsider in any degree. It has yes. musical numbers. It has an absolutely bizarre ending that, like, totally discards the movie in general. Like, everything about it is rewatchable. And... I know I say a lot on this podcast. We talk a lot about, you know. What are you about? For, are you, no, you going to say what no, I think you're going to no, say? No, I'm not. I'm you not. better not. We talk a lot about formative pop culture and formative media. I would say this is one of the things that really helped me construct my own idea of myself and my tastes and um, my point of view. And um, this movie is very important to me. It's one that I have revisited time and time again. I threw a Rocky Horror Picture Show rave once when I was throwing parties. Um, And, you know, this is obviously not a singular experience. This is a movie that is important to so many people. So many different generations. So many different generations. Of this. Especially queer people because this movie is so queer yeah queer um, tm and also i would say the definition of a cult classic like the yes. cult classic I when argue. did you first see it and i think you were telling me you've only ever seen it once i think so so here's the here's the discrepancy i was trying to um do some timelining and like look on my facebook to see if i could not on your facebook <laughs> yes i was trying to figure Jesus. out um, what I was, uh, when I saw this, um, but the, the Rocky Horror first came to me through Perks of Being a Wallflower, which was a book that like broke my whole world open. It was among the first cultural objects to secularize my taste and for me to see that, uh, the world of sin was the world for me. And, um, like a lot of pop culture, um, it, it, you know, really showcases Rocky Horror. Like, Rocky Horror is a big part of that story. And so my curiosity led me to the movie and, like, all the kind of things that come with it. Because there's a lot that comes with it, right? It started as a stage play in London. It was released in 75 and then was a critical flop. But it immediately, pretty quickly, rather, not immediately, but pretty quickly found a cult following that would... um, As a midnight movie. Yes, as a midnight movie that would then turn it into like a 
national phenomenon where it's screened across theaters any time of year, especially on Halloween, sometimes was, every no, single it was day. Screened, it was screened weekly. I've been to see the mo- most, I think, regularly it was screened at what used to be Chelsea Cinemas um, in Chelsea. I think right. the movie theater that's now the Cinemark on oh. 18th Street. And they used to play it every Friday night at midnight. Friday yeah. night or Saturday night. Um, and I went a couple times um, in college. Um, midnight screenings are uh, the hallmark of them is that they have a cast who perform the musical um, in front of the screen as it's going on. And then there's also uh, a long history of audience participation. Mm-hmm. There are, you know, call outs that mm-hmm. are are now like, uh, you know, part of legend that, you know, the they're things that the fans know to say while the movie's happening. Okay, so for any virgins out there, and if you haven't seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, I don't know how you found this podcast. <laughs> yeah. But if you haven't seen it, Rocky Horror Picture Show was created, written by Richard O'Brien, um, who some of you may know from things like he was the villain in Ever After, which we talked about recently. Mm-hmm. It's about a young couple who are very square um, in the, the normiest 50s. normie. Nor- yes. Um, Brad and Janet, played by Susan Sarandon and Barry Bostwick, they get engaged at the beginning of the film and uh, decide to go tell their old teacher that they're engaged because they want to share the happy news with him. A storm happens and they wind up at this spooky castle where a party is going on presided over by Frankenfurter. Mm-hmm. Dr. Frankenfurter, who is a transsexual transvestite from Transylvania. And it turns out he is actually an alien. Um, he is reanimating uh, a bunch of corpses into the perfect man. Everyone's fucking and sucking. Everyone's fucking There's and sucking. There's lots of musical numbers. Meatloaf is there. <laughs> and I forgot that Meatloaf is there. It is fun for the whole family, except... Um, not, well, America would not deem it, quote-unquote, family-friendly. But for no, our no, no, family. No, no. For our family. For my chosen family. It's friendly for my family. <laughs> for chosen family by Rina Sawayama. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you are my chosen family. So, I, I will say, this movie, when I first watched it, really captured my imagination. I was a little queer kid who didn't know they were queer or like didn't really understand what form their queerness was taking. I only knew that I was weird. And that is what I latched onto in this movie was the ecstasy of being a fucking freak, which is I think what this movie is at its core about it's also really referential of B horror movies that are they're all referenced in the opening theme song science fiction double feature. Um, I didn't get any of that when I was a kid. I didn't Me get either. any of the references. I didn't really understand the legacy of this movie. I just understood that it was about being a freak, and I wanted to be that kind of freak. Yeah, it is exactly that, and I, I think that like Brad and Janet are essentially corrupted. Right, by Frankenfurter and his like gay transsexuals. Exactly. It's about liberation, so yes, to speak. But also corruption. And their <laughs> kind of reticence or fear around this kind of transvestite is it supposed to be like a convention almost, like this party that's happening at the castle yeah. or whatever. Yeah, there he's he's brought all of his, you know, Transylvanian contemporaries over to see from transsexual, the, comma, yeah, Transylvania. To see you know, this um, being he's created and, like, watch his mastery of science. Right. And Tim Curry is the moment. Like, this was his breakout role. 
shockingly. Like, he was um, the originator of, I guess, the stage play. And uh, he would go on to do so many fucking weird-ass roles. So many. He's different... been in literally every sector of <laughs> culture. And ev- especially if, like, Camp TM is present. Because Tim Curry, like, knows how to do a kind of, like, straightforward, like, kind of performance of camp. But, like... But also, the thing that I think sets Rocky Horror apart from a lot of movies that we would compare it to is how sexy it is. Mm -hmm. Everyone in this movie is the hottest they have ever been. Yeah, actually. This movie is... It definitely... the. I think some of the scenes that like really awakened my, you know, adolescent sexuality um, are when Frankenfurter goes to visit both Brad and Janet mm-hmm. in their rooms. Me too. And they both fuck him. Ah, so crazy. I remember and being scandalized. I, I remember being aroused. Bisexual representation, essentially. Yeah. Or pansexual or who knows. He's, I mean, it's funny. I think that this movie is kind of lauded as something like deeply bi. But I personally think it's like more queer pan. Yeah. Not that that really matters. But like, and also, oh my God, the bi's are going to be so mad at me for saying that. Honestly, like I'm a raising bi. I think it's a very bi movie. Just for It is a very bi movie. As a bisexual, I claim that. (laughs) Yeah, Um, of course, of course. It's so hot. And you watch Brad and Janet come into their sexuality. I mean, there's the whole song... Touch me, touch, we're, touch, 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 touch me. Where Susan Sarandon is just like, oh, I want to fuck. And it's funny because like her voice is like barely there, like, but she's still so good. And I think Susan Sarandon was like terrified of singing in public, like as an actress, and this was like really challenging for her. But like, you can't tell at all. Like, she's so good. She's in the movie. this movie. I think more than any movie ever made fucks. Yeah, it really does. And I think that sexual irreverence that you're alluding to is something that's really missing from a lot of other movies that are inspired by it or um or like reference it. Like, you know, Beetlejuice is very horny, but I I was just like when I was watching I was like, "Oh, Beetlejuice borrowed a lot from Rocky Horror." You know what I mean? Like there are tropes that exist from Rocky Horror that I think are now in a lot of future kind of uh, horror camp classics. Um, but at the same time, Rocky Horror was in and of itself trying to uh, put a spin on existing cliches. It's like eating and its it own also, tail in that regard. It also is trying to be legitimately uh, a, a horror sci-fi movie. Like yeah. there are parts of it that I actually think are kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think it straddles the line between knowing camp and accidental camp mm-hmm. in that it is reveling in its own campiness, but it also is trying to be what it's saying it is, which is, you know, a sci-fi film, a sci-fi musical. Um, and all of those elements just work so well together in a way that I don't think anything else since, except maybe something like, okay, I would say the sort of sexless version of Rocky Horror is um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never seen it, but I know. Yeah, it's, you know, Little Shop is romantic where Rocky Horror fucks. Mm-hmm. Exactly, literally fucks. And I also think that um, the raw sexual energy in it, to me, is so radical because of, like, our very first reactions to it. Like, there is something 
like wholly scandalizing and all at the same time arousing when you watch it, no matter what gender or orientation you are. And I think that it's because this movie has like now mainstream appeal because of its cult classic like allure, you will see cishet people talk about this movie and talk about loving it or talking about how it made them question their sexuality or things like that. And like, well, just Frankenfurter in and of himself, yeah. the fact that this femme presenting man, mm-hmm. transvestite, whatever, this person, this gender deviant who's anything and everything can be the sex symbol that this film revolves around and a sex symbol that has endured for generations to both queer and het people alike is so powerful. Yeah, and like in this in 75, we did not have this like conversation about like main the appeal of mainstream like gender fluidity right i mean we were kind of starting to have it with david bowie yeah Um, and i don't think this movie could exist without david bowie which i when we were reading about this film i found out that the makeup artist pierre laroche who did the makeup for rocky horror was the makeup artist who did the iconic lightning bolt on bowie's face period amazing I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon. Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. 
Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I know this is like cliche to say, but it really was ahead of its time in so many different categories. Ahead of its time, but it also is very much of its time. Yeah, I think that that really, I want to know why you think that. I think what I, when I was watching it, like the word transvestite, I think is like very of this time. You know what I mean? The idea of transness or how people were talking about fluidity I think is encapsulated really well in this in this movie. I think it's of it, I think it's of its time for a couple of different reasons. One is the time period it's set in. Um we know that culture kind of works in these 20 year cycles. Mm-hmm. So the 70s looking back at the 50s like that makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um it's the same kind of thing you see with Greece. Mm. Greece is also the 70s looking back at the 50s from obviously a different point of view, which the guy that plays Brad originated the the lead in Greece. Oh, Barry Bostwick. Yeah, yeah. Uh that's cool. I used to, I had such a crush on him and his little tidy whities <laughs> Um I also think it's very of its time for all the reasons we've said. It's you know, it's it was the first time where people like Bowie, these like genderless icons were really at the forefront of pop culture, but not even just Bowie. I think this was the era where rock and roll was really progressive in a way that it hadn't been before. This was the era of, you know, like 70s, not glam rock. That's, yeah, this is the era of 70s glam rock. Yeah. And so, and Frankenfurter is a villain who is a rock star. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think it's so, it's so specifically of its time. I mean, the way the, that the he Stones, enters the right, movie, where, yeah. the way that he enters the movie is like he's a rock star. He's like Jagger, yeah. He's like Jagger, yeah. He's, and I, he's, he's got, got moves, moves like, like Jagger. Cue <laughs> <laughs> Christina. Um, yeah, I. Um, it's funny because I, I, um, I never, I never made that connection. That's so, so. Um, I, I'm so glad you said that. I, I feel like there is a world where like um and that's why like me that's why meatloaf is in the movie yeah. you know it's it's this is a rock musical this is a rock musical this music musicals of the time you know this was the era of like Rodgers and Hammerstein and you know it's like like all the kind of classic musicals and i guess yeah, hair we had hair but um apparently this, this was like very much an outlier for musicals apparently it also wasn't written like that um, immediately that like when they wrote the movie version they had cut a lot of the songs but then the script they wrote was only like 40 minutes long and so they were like we need more like music and dance sequences and stuff and the songs are so good yeah. I mean the time warp is obviously iconic and it wasn't in the first cut the first uh, draft science fiction double feature those lips um, they, that mouth that belongs to the actress who plays Magenta oh right um you know, Meatloaf's number is great. I th- I thought Meatloaf. I think I still think Meatloaf is really hot in this movie. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember. I-, I watched it so long ago. I don't even remember his presence in the film. I only re remembered it from researching it. But yeah, I guess yeah. 
Sweet Transvestite is a banger. I love Planet Schmanet Janet, which is yeah. the song that happens as Frankenfurter is chasing Janet through mm-hmm. the house. Um, touch it, touch it, touch me. Don't dream it, be it, I think is like an aphorism that will transcend yeah. centuries. Wild you know? and untamed thing. I mean, it's just, it's so good. Richard yeah. O'Brien is a genius. There also, there. so there was a sequel to Rocky Horror called Shock Treatment that was not... As, oh, that came out. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it just like it never achieved the kind of cult status. Was that, it a that Rocky straight Horror to DVD mo- moment? No, or I, I, it was in, it was in theater. Well, mm. There were no DVDs then. Right, right. Um, and it has had, um, you know, different theatrical runs. I saw it on Broadway, um, when so I was a teenager. It was at Circle in the Square, and my grandparents, when I was a kid, used to bring my brother and I into the city and would take us to shows. That's what, how I saw. Phantom of the Opera and Annie Get Your Gun and you know they wanted to take us to a show and I insisted on Rocky Horror and like they were very much like no and I was like I will cry and scream until you get us tickets to see the show that sounds familiar yeah <laughs> um, I'm learning a lot about how I really have been the same woman. Let's let's be clear. Life. I've learned nothing. These are things that I've known. But maybe, <laughs> but I I actually okay. Maybe a tangent. Um, what did you, what did you think of? Uh, as we're talking about things that reference or are in conversation with Rocky Horror, did you like the Perks of Being a Wallflower movie? Yeah, I do. You did? Yeah. I feel like it was one of those rare, like, actually good, like, book adaptations. It's a really good book adaptation. I think a lot of that is because of how involved um, the writer was yeah, with it. Yeah, he, he directed, directed it. it. Right. I mean, no Ezra Miller. No, but. no. I mean, no Ezra <laughs> Miller, but Ezra Miller is really good in the movie. I think it's actually maybe Ezra Miller's best role. Although I haven't seen him. Um, we need to talk about Kevin I haven't or seen it either. Uh, do people like that? Yeah. I think people like it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we should see that. <laughs> we should. I don't, I don't know. We're not <laughs> we doing an support, Ezra Miller episode. We need episode. to support the doll. <laughs> <laughs> From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Now I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple, and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types, and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's Full Regimen, which contains all five of her best-selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melody, 
Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of Melon Leaf stem cell technology. It's Melon Leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty System for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Sorry, I didn't mean to bring us to Ezra Miller, but actually, I mean, that's Ezra Miller is to be happening. I mean, Ezra Miller, in some ways, there is some overlap with Frankenfurter. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Um, honestly, Ezra would be great as Frankenfurter, but would not be my pick for a Frankenfurter. I, I don't support a reboot in any way, shape, or form. Okay. See, I actually um, disagree. And I think that this is one of those rare cultural objects that would have a fluency in the modern day and I think the story itself would benefit from a more contemporary idea of gender deviance without I, being uh, too ham-fisted. I actually completely disagree. Well, of and course I, you do. And I think that so much of what makes this movie special is that it's not bothered by any of that and that's why it was so transgressive at the time and why it remains transgressive. And it's not super concerned about defining things. And I think any reboot of this would be so preoccupied with defining these characters. Unless I wrote it. Sure. Um, I And I would write it. Like, sure. I would love okay. to write that reboot. I just, I think every time... We have tried as a culture to update or revisit Rocky Horror. It has always sucked. Well, 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 well. Let's not. I mean, I think just reboots in general, like, usually are um, in the hands of people that don't know any trans people. And they're trying to have conversations about transness. And I think that, you know, Laverne Cox playing Frankenverter in a live edition of whatever that nobody saw is like... I feel like it, like, barely counts. And also, like, it's so... Ish- How did you feel about... Like, when I heard the announcement of, like, Laverne being in this, I was like, she's going to be awesome. Like, dancer... You know, triple threat can really do a role like that. But I was like, there's no way that was her idea. I, like, didn't, you know- I didn't think any of those things. And I actually thought it was... It, it showed very much... And this is funny, considering that we were just talking about Silence of the Lambs. It shows very much the way that the cishet people yes, making those kinds casting, of decisions yes. think about the spectrum of transness and that they don't think about it. And they think that a black Laverne trans Cox woman is the-, is the same thing as a 
transvestite who uses he, him pronouns. Um, All that being said, I really, 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 really don't think that Rocky Horror can be rebooted or should be rebooted. Unless, of course, I do it. Okay. So, um, in Fran Tirado's uh, Rocky Horror reboot coming to Amazon Prime in 2025, let's say. Sure, sure, sure. um, Not Amazon Prime, please. Okay. I want to hear who... You okay? Let's. I'm gonna. Bring, I think it's giving Peacock. I think Peacock would do oh, it. Oh, it is kind it's of giving a, it's Peacock. A Peacock original. I, I, you know, I think that honestly, um, uh, for Frankenfurter, is Alan. Let's, Com- wor- let's work our way up there. Okay, we okay. got. We got to no, start. Right, let's. Right. That's the hardest role. Okay, Brad and Janet. Brad and Janet. Um, one of the first kind of like normie people I was thinking of was who's the like blonde from Riverdale who was in Hustlers who was so um, good uh, Lily Lily yes, Reinhardt Lily Reinhardt I she think would she be, be a so good Janet good. but I'm also gonna introduce a concept to you what if they're not a cishet couple what if they're a, a gay male couple <gasps> ooh because that's, that's because we have to think about how we're not only updating the cast we're updating what the movie is trying to say and poke at so I think in this updated version they are a cis Gay couple. Ooh, yeah, okay, so it's Neil Patrick Harris and David Burton. No, they're too old. <laughs> um, they still have to be kind of young. It is um, um, Michael Yuri. No. The, a- oh, still old. Andrew Reynolds. Andrew Reynolds. Still old. We, we gotta oh, think. We gotta think. It, 20 something, 20 something gay. Andrew Reynolds is, thir- is, th- is yeah. in his 30s, like late 30s. Yeah, Andrew Reynolds is like old, he like could pass older than for me. 20. No. And Andrew Reynolds doesn't need to be in anything okay, else. Okay, okay. Well, if they're a cis gay couple. Oh, it's Bowen. I actually think Bowen would be, uh, well, yeah, okay, okay. I think Bowen would be good as Riff Raff. Um, no, let me, wait, I, I really want to find the right gaze. Bo definitely belongs in the reboot. Okay, wait, um, what's his name, um, who was in Pokemon? Oh, I didn't watch. Um, who was in Detective Pikachu? Not, um, Logan Lerman. No, Justice Smith. Okay. Justice Smith as Brad, okay, the kind of stick in the mud, okay, and then Janet, the is... one that's kind of liberated, and then Janet is Frankie Grande. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a thruple. It's a gay thruple. It's a gay thruple. Frankie Grande, and then I'm the third. In the... <laughs> no, you can't be in the movie. You're, no, no, you're no. the writer director. I mean, we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll get there. Um, I think honestly, immediately for Rocky, I was thinking like Lee Pace or maybe Lil Nas. Too old. No. Lil Nas, Lil Nas is really good. I for think Rocky. Lee Pace would also like Rocky. Doesn't have to be young. Lee to Pace for me could be Eddie. He could be the Meatloaf character. Oh yeah, I forgot. But I, I also think that, that should a... be a woman. Well, what about? My... I also think that should be like, <laughs> like um, fucking what's her name from Orange Is the New Black? Uh, Leah Delaria. Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Leah Delaria so much. I think she's Oh, and amazing. the the narrator um is played by Gene Smart. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. Okay, okay. Um Magenta. I feel like it has to be someone who can really do weird. An iconic redhead. Oh. <laughs> Halle Bailey. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> what's the what's the Oh, it's Cape Land. <laughs> It would be beneath. She needs more life. Kate Berlant and John Early are magenta and riffraff. Well, not to go back, but I think that John and Kate would actually be an amazing Brad and Janet. 
And, and they, John plays Janet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and sure. plays, but I think but, they yeah. make so much more sense as Magenta and Riff Raff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ref, they just don't have enough lines, but they are perfect. But they, they do the time warp. Yeah, they, they are. The they and right. They actually are in most of the movie. Yeah, they are. They are. They are. Okay. Okay. Love that. Um, Frank Columbia. What was that? Columbia. Oh, who's Columbia? I don't even remember the, this character. She's the tap dancing one who's in love with Eddie. Um, <laughs> played by Leah Delaria. <laughs> all the roles will be played by Leah Delaria. <laughs> <laughs> an all delirium um, an all Leo Delaria reboot of Rocky Horror Magenta Picture Show is, is actually in the works with Loretta LLC Incorporated. Like Magenta, we let's happen. get a let's get um a trans actress in there. I think Magenta played by a, a trans dancer. Ooh. Someone um maybe uh Jesse James Keetle from the Queers Folk reboot. She was really it. good. She's 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 kind of she's a little she's kind of a bit more serious actor. Oh no, Patty Harrison as, as Columbia. Oh my God, Patty. Patty tap dance. She she figured out she would do a kind of pearl esque tap yeah. tap moment. You know, yeah. Um, that's what I see for her. Okay, what I don't remember any of the other characters. And then Frankenfurter. Okay, is kind of the only one. Oh, and we also have to do Doctor Scott. The only thing I could well, Doctor Scott remind me of that character again. He's the the doctor oh, the one in the that wheelchair. Makes the, oh, he's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So could it be um Allison Stoker, Ali Stoker? Or yeah, whatever? I love that. She would be great. Or um yeah, no, Ali Stoker would be good. And she's already does you know Broadway. Okay, Broadway. so now we just have to cast Frankenfurter. Um, so Ezra Miller. The, <laughs> Ezra Miller. No, the only thing I could think of was Alan Cumming, but I think that's way too obvious. Yeah, and like also too old. I think. Yeah. We need someone with. We need young. We blood. need. I think we. You need to think. This was the problem with casting Laverne Cox, who yeah. I do love. You need to think rock star. Rock star, and it can't be Harry Styles, and it can't be Billy Porter. It cannot. Billy Porter is coming nowhere near this movie. <laughs> He's not even invited to the premiere. No, no. Um, sorry, Billy. Honestly, maybe Harry Styles. There's also actually, you know what? Maybe we, maybe we miscast. Maybe Lil Nas should be Frankenfurter, and we find another bimbo to play Rocky. Because I think Lil Nas is a rock star, and he is great at being feminine. He has an ama- amazing comedic sensibility. He can dance and sing. It's just that his voice, to me, doesn't lend itself to the octaves of the songs that. Yeah, Tim Curry but maybe has. we we you know take them do down some, a little some, bit. Do some crimping. Um, Lil maybe, Nas would be great. Yeah, Lil Nas X can be Frankenfurter. Sure. I, I can't think of any. The other thing is that like Frankenfurter is like an irreplaceable, magnanimous, like singular character, and Lil Nas is also a kind of once in a lifetime actor person you know what i mean i mean he's not an actor not actor not an actor but he would he's a great but actor. he can but he you he know did act. that like little maury thing yeah the maury thing that he was, was brilliant his music videos so good his um his like video game partnership that he's i just doing. think i just think still with lil nas x we're still veering a little into abc family live musical territory yeah, because he's so mainstream yeah. yeah 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 that's true but i do think it'd be good but we can't, it will not be a live musical. And it will not be on the ABC. Okay, so now who's going to be Rocky since we've recast? Some hot bimbo. It could just be Timothy Chalamet. Okay. <laughs> it could just sure. be Timmy. Timmy would. Sure. No, Timmy would want to be Frankenfurter. Which, and he can't. With that backless pantsuit, no he way. He cannot be. <laughs> with his Luann <laughs> de Lesseps ass <laughs> outfit from his, Venice. His Ann Taylor no loft <laughs> fit.
Um, this has been another special Halloween bonus F. Um, we will be doing spooky topics this entire month, but you can continue to send us suggestions if you want through Instagram DMs or wherever you find us. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or rating on Spotify. It helps us so much. I'm your co-host, Fran Torado, and you can find me at Fran Squishko wherever you want on social. And I'm Rose Domu. You can find me at Rose Domu wherever you want. And come back this Thursday because we'll be back with another regular episode of news and a main topic. You can subscribe to Like a Virgin anywhere you listen. And this is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman, Julian Weller, Jess Krainchich, and Nikki Etor. Until next week, see you later, virgins. Bye. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.